Happy 2021. And New Year seems to be a common time. No, I sound like a TV announcer. <laughs> Hopefully, my voice is really weird today. Let me drink some water. Ah, ah, ah. You know, that like um before they they go like <clears throat> testing one two one two, and they'll do like I don't know like uh, the microphone. People just do like those vocal exercises as well. Oh yeah, like news anchors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know any. Maybe I should get some training. I'm playing. <laughs> Happy 2021! A new year seems to be a common time for people to set new goals and make resolutions for the year. In this episode, we wanted to explore how we approach goal setting as well as share some of our life goals. So Kathy, do you have any goals in mind for the new year? Um, not really. Um, I don't really set new year's resolutions. Um, so generally I, I do have like goals in mind that, um, give me purpose and direction in my life, but not necessarily um, because it's a new year, I'm coming up with like goals, if you know what I mean. What about you? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think I used to have New Year's resolutions a lot and they tend to be kind of the same. Eat healthy, exercise more, get straight A's, you know, like stuff like that. Um, And I used to keep them like in a notes page on my phone. And then it's just really funny because at the end of each year, I look back and I'm like, it's the same every year and I never really accomplish them. So I don't think I have any particular goals uh, for 2021, but I do have like some aspects of my life that I like to focus on. So that includes like my health, sustainability, and also my postgraduate kind of career goals um, of that sort since I'm graduating in the upcoming spring. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same. Uh, I only recently was thinking of what I want to do soon just because with like career changes and stuff like that, new possibilities of what I could do. Um, so I do have goals, um, but yeah, mostly for like, next steps like getting a master's, but um, not really because it's a new year or anything, but because like circumstances have changed. Um, and I feel like mostly we work around things like deadlines for applying to programs and stuff like that kind of I feel like determines like when we do stuff more than if it's a new year or not you know oh yeah that's so true like in terms of deadline I definitely see how that can impact like what we are focusing on in the current moment because it makes sense to look forward to a certain date um, by which like you have to submit an application for example so if not resolutions, how do you approach goal setting and all? Um, so I kind of just like think of a goal and then I just because of the type of person I am, I just start like going into this like rabbit hole of like finding out all of the information. So as I mentioned, I've been looking into master's programs, particularly for master's of education. And I have been like, looking at programs, looking at curriculum, looking at deadlines, like making decisions, like when is it going to happen, even like transiting and it's only, it's like a year away. <laughs> um, so it, I'm 
I just kind of naturally like if I want to do something I go into planning mode right away and so it does I feel like loosely follow smart goals but I'm not necessarily like writing down like smart goals is more of like I'm creating like a plan of like how I'm gonna get there um and yeah it's mostly just like this urge to like figure something out because to me I don't think anything will happen if I actually don't plan things out so um if I want to do something I just naturally have to to start planning and prioritizing like steps I need to take And so you mentioned SMART goals. I know it's like a very common term, but did you want to kind of expand the framework and what that stands for? So I think the SMART framework, uh, so it essentially is an acronym um, for how you should set a goal so that you're more likely to achieve it. So S stands for specific, um, M stands for measurable, A stands for achievable, R stands for R is relevant, and then T um, this time. Yeah, I think for myself, I kind of first heard of the SMART framework, I think probably in high school planning. Like, I think that was when I was first introduced to it. But yeah, like you, I don't really consciously frame my goals that way. Um, I do appreciate the framework, of course, and I do see similarities with how I kind of approach my goals. Um, but when it comes to kind of long-term goals, such as like building a skill, I like to think of it as kind of creating daily habits. And I am a huge consumer of like productivity, study tube content. And um, one of the things that I've learned, um, it's kind of like systems versus goals. And so the idea of building habits every day is kind of building a system for you to achieve a certain goal. And the goal is like the destination, right? Um, So even I think like having a goal but not really like a realistic plan of how you get there. It's kind of vague. And I think that's kind of the problem I had with like New Year's resolution, like eat healthy, you know, like what does that even mean, right? And that kind of relates to the SMART framework as well. But yeah, it's the idea of kind of building processes um, and building everyday kind of routine that helps you shape certain habit. And then over time, like it just becomes part of your routine and you don't have to like consciously think as much. But yeah, uh, and I think this, yeah, just to cite the source of this whole idea, um, it's from a book by James Clear called Atomic Habits, which I've never read, but I know it's a very famous and like popularly cited source. I don't know if you've heard about this whole systems versus goals idea. Mm, No, I haven't heard of it, but it like makes sense. I, I am a person that does create systems because it just makes things like way more efficient like that's why I use like to-do lists a lot and stuff like that um because then I don't have to remember anything but then I technically never forget anything because the to-do list is a system in place to like remind me to do stuff yeah so I mean like that that sounds really valid though it's more of like almost like an intentional approach of like really focusing on like the how yeah exactly and so like one of the examples I have like with COVID and everything working from home it's been like a huge strain to like my eyes and like I always get eye strain like almost every day and I think like a huge problem is just like how I'm using my electronics and so I think like the system that I'm trying to build is to in order to reduce my screen time and also to have like more ergonomically friendly setup like I kind of purchase a laptop stand and I kind of limit like where and how much I use my laptop And then like, I try to avoid things like 
going on my phone first thing in the morning and I do that by the first thing I usually do is to read the Bible and do my devotionals and I used to rely on the Bible app while like I think the app has really great plans and everything I just write it out on a piece of paper the night before and so I can read like a paper Bible and that like really reduces my screen time at least like first thing in the morning so kind of like building habits around that but the goal quote-unquote goal at the end is to have like better eye health is that a thing eye health (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just to reduce my eye strain if that makes sense and so that's kind of like the system that I'm building and the little things that I'm doing like putting a piece of paper next to my bed before I sleep um, and writing out what passage I'm going to read like stuff like that would be part of the system yeah and I think I just pay more attention in terms of like how close I'm looking at my screen and so like when I'm watching green drama on my laptop, I try to have it on a stand and that way I'm not staring right at it at like a very close distance. I do have blue light glasses as well, but I still get eye strain. <laughs> so yeah, and I also have a night mode or what's it called? Night mode, right? Um, a warm light of some kind. Yeah, yeah warmer tone on all my screen devices. But even with that, like, I think I just really need to kind of reduce my screen time for the sake of my eyes. So going back to goal setting, I think one thing of the SMART framework that I really relate with is the M as immeasurable. Um, I think it's really important to track progress and it plays a huge part in terms of staying motivated. And so another example is how I'm bringing back practicing the piano. And like several times in the past like seven years when I stopped getting lessons, I would like kind of sporadically play, but then I would feel really demotivated because I think I sound really bad. Um, compared to, you know, when I was still taking lessons and practicing regularly. And that was like a huge source of demotivation and I would just not want to practice again. But then this time around, it's been like several months um, and I started recording myself. And even though like in the moment, I still think I sound terrible, kind of comparing different recordings give me a more objective measure in terms of like my progress. Um, And I think I have improved. And so I think finding a way to uh, track your progress is really, uh, really helps you in terms of staying motivated. And also, of course, like remembering why you kind of started on this goal. Yeah, usually for me, like, I mean, I'm not practicing like a skill like piano. Um, but to like achieve certain goals, you essentially need like steps, some sort of thing you can like check off or like look at to know that you're not just like playing piano but it almost like gives you purpose on like why you playing piano um so it can it like basically breaks it down into smaller like more like achievable like chunks to like convince yourself that you're like progressing yeah and obviously like piano is a pretty easy like measurable example and it looks pretty different in terms of like bigger things like careers like how do you how do you know if you're making any progress or improving, right? So I think it really depends on what you're working for, but definitely um, kind of even just taking time to reflect on what you've achieved, I think, um, is a way of tracking progress, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I learned um, in my job, like recently, Um, she was saying that it's really important to have reflection time to understand like the accomplishments you've made because like for my role like as a project coordinator it's hard to tell like because like I don't have like beginning and end of a thing 
to say like, okay, I've created this thing from the beginning and end. This is something like tangible. It's like, well, I'm building and establishing these protocols and procedures and like basically managing like operations. So it's hard to tell for me, especially when it's ongoing to be like, well, what have I accomplished so far? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally relate to that. So like with one of my extracurricular involvement, like I'm part of the communications committee of a team. Um, and a lot of what we do is supporting events and workshops. And I think like when you have something like an event or something like a workshop, it's like there's a date for it. Um, and afterwards you can measure things like uh, attendance or engagement and stuff like that. But for communications, it's like an ongoing process. So I really relate to what you said about like, how do you know if you're really doing anything, right? If it's something that is ongoing and continuous and there isn't really like a set like date of when it's done. And it really helped me in terms of knowing that like my work was appreciated in terms of um, just by getting feedback, I think, um, from people that I've worked with. Um, and I think this is something that I've been trying to do as like a student leader is to gather feedback from the people I work with. And I think I'm always really surprised by what people say about like my work or just like me as a person to work with. And there are things that I would have easily overlooked, I think. And so it really helped me when I had the opportunity to sit down with like my staff lead and have a check-in one-on-one conversation about like the term and kind of celebrate like things that I didn't really know I did. <laughs> and it's just really helpful to have someone like reflect their feedback on uh, yeah, what you've accomplished. Yeah, I think it definitely like helps because I think, especially when you have natural strengths that you, things that you do naturally that like you don't think is really, you know, anything like special, like it really shows when other people like identify it. And then you're like, oh, like that's, this is something that's actually like useful and like helpful and is leveraged in the work that I do. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And I tend to be really self-critical as well. Mm -hmm. And so like kind of what you said, I think I didn't really do a good job, but then other people saw that I did. And it's just refreshing to hear from another perspective outside of my own, because I think like when you're doing something like for a very long time, you kind of get stuck in your own zone and you kind of lose sight of, you know, like more objectively your progress. And so mm -hmm. it's to hear from other people and it's really encouraging as well. Mm -hmm. So like moving back to our goal setting, um, did you have any like career goals in mind that you're, you're thinking about planning towards? Um, yeah, so for me, I definitely want to pursue further education. Like you, I love school. <laughs> I love learning. And I this love- This is the first time I've heard of this. Really? <laughs> you never said that you love school. I love school. Like, I love studying. And I love, like, I love final season. Because <laughs> then final season gives me a legitimate reason to take time off work and then, like, focus on studying. I, I do enjoy, like, going to class and things. And I do miss going, the act of going to class. So I do like school. And I would like to pursue, like, master's education in the field of public health, as you know maybe topic for another time, but that's kind of like the next step that I'm working towards. Um, 
yeah, so I guess like my dream job and whatnot is to work in health promotion for like kind of chronic health issues like cancer, type 2 diabetes. And these are things that I have really personal connections with. And so they're causes that I want to be able to support in my future profession. And so, yeah, it's very general. It's just because there's a lot of uncertainty as of now in terms of what I want to do. Um, but that's definitely like the uh, career direction that I'm going towards. And so like with that kind of career goal in mind, now that I'm, you know, reaching the end of my undergrad, I always think about like, in terms of uh, signing up to any new commitments, I always like to assess the value that it brings and whether or not it relates to my career because time is very limited. And I've had a lot of trouble in terms of overloading myself with things that I care about, things that I enjoy doing, but I really have to be more selective in terms of whether or not that directly aligns with my career or like something that I'm very, very passionate about. And so it sounds kind of silly, but I have a spreadsheet that kind of calculates how much time I have every day in the given um, and total that in a given week. And then that's factoring things like sleep, like eating my meals, and then time that I really want to dedicate to studying um, and then work hours. And then the rest would be hours that I can play around with in terms of like volunteering and any extracurricular projects. Um, and so I'm kind of at like full capacity now. And so whenever I see a new like opportunity, like I think past me would just immediately jump on it and apply. But then now I kind of like go into that spreadsheet and see like, okay, if I want to have this new opportunity, then that means I might have to take some time out of like my self-care, which I don't want to do, right? And so I have to think about, oh, are there things that I can scale down? And so whether that's like um, scaling down in terms of a volunteer commitment that I'm currently part of, or like kind of trading that off, if that makes sense. And so, yeah, I feel like this is something that I'm trying to do now because at the beginning of like September, knowing that things are going to be remote, like I feel like I overloaded myself a lot. Um, and then I kind of had to take time off from like self-care, which like I know we talked about in a previous episode, but it's still something that I am developing and still working towards. And so that's kind of like how I put everything together and hope to continue in 2021. <laughs> nice. That's I feel like like how you have operationalized it into a spreadsheet. That's also how I thought about it. Um, like how much time do I have in like the week to like do this thing? And like, what is, what do my days look like every single day? Um, so yeah, I think that's actually like really smart though. So like you don't burn out, but that you're really like maximizing the time you have with things that you like care about. Yeah. And I've always had the spreadsheet, but for some reason I always like jammed it to the max as in like, I would leave no free time, which I don't know why I would do like, but now like I'm trying to keep it so that I have a couple of hours of free time every day to do things that I want to do. Um, and I think like that helps boost my productivity and everything else um, keeps me going. Whereas in the past, I kind of compromised that free time because, you know, like the whole idea that you need to be constantly hustling that we have discussed is not the best for you. <laughs> so I'm really trying to like intentionally set aside time that I will not touch because I know I'll need it. Um, yeah. That's smart. 
thanks I'm trying and so, like, I always talk to my best friend like every time I see this new opportunity and she would always like kind of be the person to remind me like Rachel we've been there <laughs> if you want to do this you got to drop something else and I'm like thanks and um because I'm curious what is this thing about mentorship I think like um I've really gone involved in terms of mentorship within our own faculty but also I think in general I really like to give back to my community sometime down the road <laughs> like once i have some things more figured out on my own i have a really deep connection with like my cultural identity and i think being a first generation university student was like a huge challenge and experience on its own and so i'd really like to kind of become a mentor in the future um, in whatever capacity i can um, whether that's like within my own faculty or in an external organization or something but yeah I mean, I'm part, I'm a mentor for LFS Tri Mentoring and it's my second year doing it. So I did it right after I graduated. I mean, I also like feel the same in the sense that like, I mean, I, ha I have a full-time job, but like, you know, do I have my life figured out? And like, does anyone have their life figured out? Like really? Um, I still think it's a value, especially um, for mentees to talk to new grads actually. Like I have received a lot of questions um, in my first year of uh, mentorship about like how it was graduating and like job searching and like whatever whatnot so I don't think like you need to wait for you to like be an established employee in the workforce before you do mentorship I think like the things that you've experienced in undergrad and like growing up are still of value to people um, who are like going to university or thinking about university and whatnot you know yeah, I agree with that. It's just that I think like for me, like I'll still be a student, like at least that's my goal. And so I would probably want to participate as a mentee in like a master's program if I get into, mm -hmm. for example. And so like just again, going back to like the whole time commitment thing, I don't think I would want to be a mentee and a mentor at the same time because that does come with responsibility, right? And so it's something that I definitely like to do, but maybe later down in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, like, it doesn't have to be like a formal mentorship program, but I still like to go back to participate in some events that might help undergraduate students. Um, like, for example, like LFS ACE team has, like, let's talk about grad school, let's talk about research in those events. Um, I think like, I'd be able to pull out some time in the future to participate in those, instead of like, um, like a year long commitment, if that makes sense. And I think that's still being a mentor in a way, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like those events as well. Or just like informally, right? Like I think like you mentioned having like chats with um, current students. And I think like, even though you're not like mentor at X organization, you're still like serving as a mentor to younger students. Mm -hmm. um, and so like, it doesn't have to be a formalized position or anything. I think like, I just really want to help the community or like the people around me. I don't really have like younger cousins or anything, but maybe if there's like a younger, like friend at my church or something who really like wants to have like support from someone who's kind of, um, is a bit older um, and has more experience. Like, I think I'd like to be a mentor in that way as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now it's your turn. <laughs> what are your career goals? I know you're very, we just like before the episode, you were talking about like redesigning your LinkedIn and that's like career and everything. 
tell us more. <laughs> yeah, so like, uh, I mean, like what pushed me to update all of my documents and stuff like that is because I have time right now. Uh, uh, with it just being like the new year and stuff, like things are slowing down um, before they pick up again. Um, and also I just don't wanna like update in the future because <laughs> it takes a lot of time. The situation I had to think about was um, career progression and then also like what my goals are. Um, and so after talking with colleagues um, who basically are kind of like my mentors, um, uh, it really like clarified what I wanted to do um, versus like thinking so much in like the now of like, okay, this position is gonna end and like what's gonna be next in terms of like a job. It made me think more long-term. And so um, I my, my previous plan was to essentially like work for a few years, get a permanent position and then have um, like use uh, like staff perks to be able to cover part of my master's of education. But then uh, my colleague was saying like, well, you, you can just like pay for it yourself, right? Like in terms of feasibility, like it'll be faster if you just save up for it and like do it yourself, which makes sense. And so that's basically what I'm going to do. So I was um, looking into master's of education programs because ideally, like if if like resources, like money and stuff like that wasn't an issue, I would already be um, in a master's program. Like since I graduated, I wouldn't have stopped. Um, but because of that, like paying off my student loans and then also saving up for my master's, it's taken couple years and so essentially I am hoping to start uh, a master's program in fall 2022 and like prepare my application and stuff in 2021 um, so that's mainly like kind of like the big goal there um, and other smaller goals of doing um, a certificate program um, that essentially like sort like certifies me in terms of like career slash employment counseling um because on my resume it like it's a challenge but I'm, a, I'm still technically like a recent grad because I graduated in 2019 um and so there's still like I still experience like stigma in terms of on paper it doesn't look like I have that much experience if you know what I mean and mm -hmm. so I have to look at ways to essentially um like add credibility to my experiences um because I think um, some employers will like judge based on like job title and stuff like that and like when you've graduated and all that so I'm essentially looking at ways like through education to like add credibility um, like on paper yeah so I'll probably be in school forever because uh, this master's is just the first one I'm thinking about like two more at least, maybe three more. Um, I, like Rachel, am still very interested in public health. Um, uh, and so I also am thinking about that. And also I do really want to advance um, my knowledge around like equity and inclusion. And honestly, like U of T is like my dream school, like their education department um, to me is like top tier. Like I am just really impressed by their curriculum. And I and for me, I want to go to different schools besides besides UBC to really experience like how they teach, like why they teach 
and what values they try to instill in their learners. Um, really bringing that like kind of different perspective to like, how does U of T teach? How does X school teach? That type of stuff. Yeah, I think like even just going on exchange kind of gave me a new perspective in terms of like how systems are like in different institutions. And so, yeah, just kind of like different ways of learning and different values that each university uh, emphasizes on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I also don't want to, I want to be cautious where I'm not like stuck in certain ways, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't want to just like, um, this is all I know is like, I, I went to UBC, I work at UBC, I got further more education at UBC. Like I do want variety um, and that includes um, places like um, the certificate program that I'm looking at is at Douglas College. So it includes like different, like various sizes of educational institutions. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Um, we'll see how it goes because for my first master's, I'm basically, I mean, the thing I'm thinking about right now is, do I just want to apply for the one master's that I want? It's like the master's in educational technology, like just apply there. And that's just also one school. Um, and just apply there and just focus on that application. Or do I want to apply for like master's of public health as well? Um, I'm still thinking about that. Oh, like in the same cycle? Because I don't know if I'll get in, right? Yeah, that's true. I always wonder how, like, because I know, like, you want to pursue multiple master's degrees, but then I feel like I would never be in a place where I'm considering, like, two, like, obviously they're related, right? But they are two different programs. And so kind of interested to see how that goes. For you. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of, like, three masters, right? Like, public health educational technology and then UFT has a really good social justice education slash they have um one they're related to equity and then um I'm also considering like way later like 10 years from now um like at EDD which is like a doctor of education a what <laughs> a doctor of education so it's essentially equivalent to a PhD but it's more practical based. You still do a thesis, um, a dissertation in practice, stuff like that. So essentially it's just heavily focused in like education versus PhD is very heavily focused in research. Research, uh, interesting. Oh, like, I don't know if you were curious, but like, like since UFT is like my top choice and like dream school and stuff, like you might be thinking like, oh, why don't you apply to that? Like in, in 2021, you know? It's because it costs so much money. It's because I know. <laughs> yeah. I heard people, basically, it's like, this is a strategy. Like, this is a plan to be able to go to U of T eventually. <laughs> like, this is what it is. I need to, like, get the first master's, get a better job that pays more, save up, like, 50K so that I can cover, like, living costs, tuition, and everything in case, like, can't find work or whatever, or I just want to do school full time. And then I can apply to U of T and then, like, cross my fingers and, like, hope to die that I get it <laughs> yeah no like I totally relate so like moving away from career focused goals do you have any like more general like life milestones that you'd like to achieve I think most people you know like think about like relationships like marriage family I haven't really thought about any of that <laughs> I feel like um if a relationship happens then it happens but 
I don't know. I've never really thought of like, I've never really, it's, it hasn't ever really been a priority for me, like marriage and having a family. But if it happens, then it'll happen. Mostly I've just been focusing on my career goals. Like I am really career oriented for the people that know me. Um, and for me, like my, my career goals, like inform like my, the purpose of my life essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, like, I want to have a career that strives towards improving equity and making a positive impact in society. To me, that that type of work is fulfilling. And that is what I care about, which informs all of my education decisions, helps inform the types of jobs I have, um, informs volunteer and all of that stuff. Um, not really materialistic person either. Like haven't really thought about like buying a house. Don't really think I need to buy a car because I want to be sustainable and like Vancouver Transit's pretty good. Um, so for me, like that is not like your usual, you know, idea of like by the time you're 30 or 35, you've gotten a family and like you were married and all that stuff. Um, th like to me is not indicators of like Am I like thriving in my life? For me, it's always like, can I move towards this like bigger like purpose of like essentially doing the best I can in whatever job that I have to like elevate and empower people. And so basically my uh, career goals are my life goals. <laughs> um, and I like just really like highly value education um, so part of me at the moment is like thinking like, I'm, I mean, I'm working and I'm like getting experience and like developing my career path, but also part of it's also like I'm working so that I can like pay for my education. <laughs> so it's like the opposite of what most people do. They'll like get education to like get a job for me. And like, okay, well, I mean, I got educated and like I have a job, but I need to, you know, save money to like get more education. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't really have, you know, the tr more traditional um, idea of like settling down and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's essentially it. So then since you mentioned that, like, you don't even know if you want to invest in a home, do you imagine being more like mobile in terms of where you live? Like, do you see yourself going to a place outside of Vancouver, outside of Canada to work? Yeah, so essentially that's the reason why I haven't thought about like buying a home or buying a car because even in Vancouver, like you might have to be, you might have to move. Like that's why I'm just like, because I also grew up moving around a lot. I don't really in my mind think that I should like put down a mortgage or anything. Um, unless it's more of like a financial investment, like to like rent it out or something like that and then get money like um, mm -hmm. passive income that way. Um, but because U of T is like my dream school, I feel like down the line I'll move there. And then I don't know if I'm gonna come back. I don't know. Yeah. I, can't really predict. <laughs> I can't really predict, but like it really depends on like the job opportunities, um, which areas, like if I still really like higher education, um, or which areas in terms of like equity and inclusion have really advanced, um, I would want to essentially kind of like go there, you know? Have you been to Toronto? No, <laughs> I need to go. Uh, 
I think like like U of T is also like the dream school for me. Um, but I don't really imagine myself moving there long term just because like I've been to Toronto a few times and I like it. I mean, I have nothing against it, but I still see like Vancouver as home and I want to be relatively close to my family. And so like despite loving to travel and like sometimes not sometimes, but very often I like think about, oh, what it's like to live a nomadic life, right? Like just traveling. <laughs> like, I think it's like for me, like Vancouver will still be home as long as like my family is still in Vancouver. And so mm -hmm. I guess mm -hmm. you can kind of see that I'm very like family oriented. And so mm -hmm. like I kind of separate life and career goals. And for me, like I do have the more traditional mindset of um, getting married, having a family. And I think those are things that I currently do really look forward to, like, or expect for to happen. Um, not at any given timeline. I mean, like growing up, I definitely had the idea that, how old am I now? Like 22? Like by 22, I'd be done university and I know what to do with my life. And then I'll settle in to like a full-time job. And then I'll be able to buy a house and get married by like 26, 27, like my parents, right? Like that kind of mindset. I definitely had that growing up, but like Obviously, like I know now, but it's not going to happen like if I give a deadline to it and I'm more like open minded in that sense. But then I think like for me, having a family and marriage is something that I definitely look forward to and want to have in my life. And so, yeah, I do care a lot about my career as well, but I kind of just see that as a thing that's kind of separate um, for my kind of personal life goals. Like one thing that really guides like my life goals is like my Christian faith. And it's really difficult to kind of capture this topic fully without mentioning that. But it's just kind of like why I separate or I guess distinguish between like career and life. Um, because like I think like for me, family is a very important value. My church community is very important to me. And so when I think about like my life goals, these are areas that I first think of. Um, so like yeah, like my purpose in life would be to serve the people around me through like encouragement and prayers and companionship. And I think like it's a very vague and abstract way of putting it. And obviously like what that means tangibly is very different and constantly changing. But I think like my ultimate life goal is to like, yeah, serve the community around me, which yeah. could be my career. Like it could be, but it might not be. Yeah. Oh, and then like the other thing that I was thinking about in terms of life goals, not as like a milestone or anything, but just like a value. I really care about sustainability. And so that's something that I've been really trying to learn a lot more about and trying to actively implement in my everyday life. And so whether that's like through like lowering my food waste or using less like single use disp disposable items or like down to like quitting fast fashion, like those are things that I kind of have in mind and would really like to work towards. And obviously it's like really difficult to just like go cold turkey and do all of a sudden, but um, that's kind of like a value that I like to bring into my life. And so one like tangible way I'm going about this is in terms of like buying clothes. I really, I'm trying to research more into the brands and organizations that I pay money to. Um, and to be honest, like I have a lot of clothes, I don't need more clothes. And so um, while that's like more expensive, I think like it actually saves me a lot of money when I kind of go through 
these considerations and end up just not buying anything because that's like the most sustainable thing to do is to not consume more, right? Um, but yeah, that's just like another value that I really want like my life to focus on. Wow, you're, you have like very like, it's like diverse. Mine's literally just like my career. <laughs> a career is a lot. Like it's a big, big, infinitely, endlessly. Yes, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this. Like it's, it's a direction with endless possibilities. And for someone like you who wishes to pursue like five masters and 10, what is it called? DDDs? <laughs> like I, I see that like this is what you're passionate about and like I can see that like even though it's like a career like there's a lot you can do with it mm -hmm. yeah and I just want to just point out it's, I'm not trying to be a workaholic like these life goals are not <laughs> to be a workaholic I will still focus on reading manga watching anime watching YouTube and stuff like that um it's just like it's like because you spend so much time at work like eight hours a day sometimes more mm -hmm. it's a pretty like large portion of like your day and like your life and like how much brain energy you spend like doing work that like I really want to make sure that it's productive but obviously I mean it's not really a life goal it's like a habit like as we mentioned earlier um always going to take care of my well-being because your success and your stamina to like deal with life like starts from taking care of yourself first so yeah they're not like that big like I don't want to be working like day and night and stuff that doesn't sound that doesn't sound nice do you think you'll retire like <laughs> so, let me rephrase <laughs> when do you think you'll retire then <laughs> um Maybe when, like, it's difficult for me to, like, physically work, like, do, like, perform well, if you know uh -huh. what I mean. I don't think I'll stop trying to do stuff, like, whether it's volunteering or whatever, to, like, make a positive impact, you know? Yeah. yeah. And obviously, like, career doesn't just mean your job, like, yeah, a lot more than just your desk job or whatever. Mm -hmm. profession. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, like, the way I imagine it is, like, if I've, you know, worked enough and have like, you know, decades of experience at that point, I would like to still like somehow be involved, whether that's like ad advisory committees or just being like another kind of like perspective, providing like my own um, line of like expertise and stuff. And I hope by then, because what I notice a lot, if you think about like advisory committees and stuff, is in terms of representation of like, elderly people they're not really there mm -hmm. in terms of representation of um, gender and uh, ethnic groups I think there's also a very apparent lack of <laughs> mm -hmm. from what I see I agree with you because um, at the end of the day like the more diversity you have the better but like having diversity is also not enough you have to make sure it's really inclusive that like you can build off and like leverage the diversity in the room you know so we talked a lot i think this episode has been pretty packed um but what are some key takeaways from all this so one thing that uh i wanted to say was like really like ask why like 
if you have a new year's resolution of like eating healthier exercising more like is there like a greater purpose to it or is it something that like you're kind of like you know falling into a bandwagon potentially and like what benefits will the goal provide you like in the end so basically like having an intentional purpose behind your goals can help you like plan and motivate you to actually like achieve your goals Mm -hmm. and then I think when setting goals in relation to whether that's like a tangible skill like learning a new language or instrument or some creative hobby or like a lifestyle I think it's really important to build sustainable habits so going back to your example of um, eating healthy like are you really going to be able to maintain a no carb diet for the rest of the year and like onwards and If not, I think it's really important to consider what you can do that's sustainable and can be long-term and something that you kind of take steps towards, um, increments towards, and not just something you do for like five months and then give up on. Um, And I think like like we mentioned throughout the episode, like building a system around that um, and how you're able to carry this out for the Mm long-term. And the last question to ask yourself is that whether or not it's the new year, if you have a goal in mind, why not just start now? 